Welcome to PSQH, the podcast. I'm your host, Jay Kumar, Editor-in-Chief of PSQH. On this episode, I talked to Julie Lynch, Director of the AAAHC Institute for Quality Improvement, about how ambulatory health organizations are faring on AAAHC surveys. This episode is presented as part of Patient Safety Awareness Week and is sponsored by Gojo, the makers of Perel, IAC, Nuance, and Origami Risk. And now, on to the interview. I'm joined today by Julie Lynch, director of the uh, AAAHC Institute for Quality Improvement. Welcome, Julie. Thank you for having me as a guest today, Jay. Well, thanks for being here. And uh, before we kind of delve into the 2022 quality roadmap, I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about yourself and the AAAHC. Absolutely. So my name is Julie Lynch, and I'm a registered nurse and the director of the AAAHC Institute for Quality Improvement. Um, in my role at the AAAHC, I'm responsible for developing the quality improvement research strategy, benchmarking studies, and the toolkits. I'm also responsible for analyzing and reporting accreditation performance results um, against our national clinical practice guidelines and relevant evidence-based healthcare literature. Um, hopefully, we provide those easily implementable and practitioner-focused tools, which is our goal and those things that increase patient and employee safety and facilitate organizational compliance with the AAAHC standards. The um, Accreditation Association for Ambulatory Healthcare, which is why we call it AAAHC for short, <laughs> uh, is the leader in ambulatory healthcare accreditation. We do accredit more than 6,600 healthcare organizations. We accredit a wide range of outpatient settings, um, including Oh boy, ambulatory surgery centers, office-based surgery facilities, endoscopy centers, student health centers, medical and dental group practices, uh, community health centers, let's see, who am I forgetting? Um, Employer-based health clinics, retail clinics, Indian and tribal health centers, uh, amongst others. So the AAAHC Certificate of Accreditation, um, along with specialized programs, including advanced orthopedic certification and the patient-centered medical home certification demonstrates an organization's commitment to providing safe, high-quality services to its patients every single day of that 1,095-day accreditation cycle. So a little bit about that 1095, that's actually the AAAHC philosophy, 1095 strong quality every day. And it provides ongoing client engagement throughout that three-year accreditation cycle through valuable and meaningful tools and resources and education that continually improves that quality of care. So 1095 Strong really emphasizes the importance of quality practices every single day. Great. Um, I want to ask you, how do on-site surveys differ for ambulatory health as opposed to acute care facilities? All right. Well, you know, much about the survey process is the same across the different healthcare access points. Um, surveyors come into your facility and they ensure, for example, uh, documentation related to your credentialing and privileging in your organization or your adherence to infection prevention and control uh, regarding safe injection practices and also your life safety compliance. So requirements may differ in the physical environment between ambulatory facilities and acute care facilities, but the AAAHC specializes in providing the very best survey experience for the ambulatory healthcare facilities. And that being said, um, the AAAHC advocates for the provision of high quality healthcare through the development and adoption of nationally recognized standards for 
accreditation. So we provide valuable survey experiences, which is founded in a peer-based educational approach to our on-site review. The um, AAAHC surveyors emphasize education and collaboration throughout the survey process. And to take it just another step further, the AAAHC goes beyond the survey through that 1095 strong philosophy, which is that call to action that equips ambulatory organizations with the best of what they need to operationalize their quality practices. So the 1095 Strong Initiative really centers on providing accreditation tools and resources and relevant education uh, that brings meaningful value to organizations and promotes compliance with the standards all 1095 days of that accreditation term. Another thing that AAAHC does is maintains a strategic surveyor network, which mm -hmm. includes a diverse range of peer-based healthcare professionals. Um, and there's a long list of these professionals also. It's, it includes physicians and dentists, nurses and administrators, life safety code experts, and they represent a wide variety of specialty experience also anesthesiology, cosmetic surgery, community health, dentistry, dermatology, um, eye facial plastic reconstruction, gastroenterology, family practice, um, student health, orthopedics, vascular care. So our team of surveyors really have the depth and breadth of experience that's needed, as well as that undergoing of um, in-depth training of our standards, policies, and procedures. So. They do that in order to conduct collaborative on-site surveys. Um, I wanted to ask if, is the uh, AAAHC back to full survey capacity post-pandemic? Because I, I know, uh, you know, I'm familiar with Joint Commission, and, you know, and CMS and some of the others who, you know, definitely cut back or kind of were doing uh, sort of electronic surveys as opposed to on-site. Um, did, uh, did AAAHC cut back and are, are you sort of back to normal now? <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, during the early stages of the COVID-19 pandemic, you know, mainly March through June of 2020, the HCC also paused their on-site surveys. We followed national guidelines. Mm -hmm. And at that time, we contacted all of our organizations that were pending an initial or reaccreditation survey, um, the ones that have completed in an, an application already, and those, um, including those organizations that had been, you know, extended due to a postponed survey. So, you know, really the question of are we back? Um, yeah, we're we're back to full survey capacity. And in, in fact, we've expanded our surveyor team. Uh, you know, throughout the pandemic, uh, you know, in late 2021, the AAAHC announced a formal call for applications to become part of the surveyor cadre. And at that time, we sought qualified candidates. Um, we needed more doctors and nurses and administrators and more specifically, those that had direct AAAHC accreditation experience. So, you know, we sought professionals also because we needed um, additional help on the health plan side and life safety code. So we held our surveyor training right after that, you know, during, still during the pandemic, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, are we still in the pandemic? I, I you know, um, so <laughs> you know, we, we did, um, have this training. It was a you know great hands-on and integrated approach to drive consistent standards interpretation, um, educational consultation, because we really want those results 
to our organization to be a positive learning experience for that surveyed facility. So just this last August, we announced the formal expansion of our team and having a talented and highly skilled and trained team of healthcare professionals really does different, differentiate our premier ambulatory accreditation services. So, yep, we are back and I think stronger than ever. Excellent. Uh, well, in uh, December, you released the, um, the 2022 quality roadmap. Uh, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about, you know, sort of what the roadmap is and, um, you know, what the main findings were. Great. One of my favorite things to talk about. <laughs> so the, um, the annual AAAHC quality roadmap is a report that's uh, designed to serve as a tool for self-assessment. So each organization can look at those results and measure its performance to improve the quality of care that's delivered to their patients. This is an annual analysis, and it's one of many tools published by the AAAHC for healthcare facilities um, and their staff, of course, to help them elevate their level of quality within their organization. So the quality roadmap provides a thorough review and analysis of data from previous surveys conducted. And in, in this quality roadmap, our latest one, they were conducted in 2021 and 22 using our current standards. And while the 22 report indicates, uh, you know, most of our facilities surveyed are in compliance with the majority of the standard uh, standards that are provided, it also includes several focus areas for improvement that do warrant the attention of ambulatory organizations. So some of our key findings in the 22 roadmap um, in regards to high compliance standards, so those standards that our organizations are doing fantastic with, um, they show that our accredited organizations are excelling at you know, conducting business as a legal, legally constituted entity, um, making sure that professional development and support for the continuous improvement of staff is being performed. Uh, ensuring that a physician uh, and qualified provider is present to address medical emergencies that may occur in the ambulatory setting, and that pharmaceutical services are directed by a licensed provider, uh, as well as making sure that, that, that the patients we serve have uh, the greatest education regarding their condition or illness and options. That include, you know, in terms of high deficiency standards, um, the overall results are are consistent with some findings from the past years. And those include deficiencies related to emergency preparedness and documentation, um, credentialing and privileging, infection prevention, and quality improvement. Um, and what are some, some of the ways that, I mean, I, I know you mentioned you offer resources for uh, you know, credit facilities. You know, what are some of the ways that, um, you're sort of helping organizations improve in those areas that, that they were found deficient in. Mm -hmm. So we, um, you know, although many of the deficiencies that we found are similar to previous years, um, we did find a few new critical areas that are related to infection prevention, control and safety, personnel and quality of care. And those have increased in deficiency citations within our last quality roadmap term that we had we had just put out and deficiencies associated with standards related to adequate availability of personnel um, kind of to carry out the mission of the organization and the personnel available to assist in the provision of healthcare services that are appropriately qualified and supervised and in insufficient numbers are kind of reflecting those struggles that most health healthcare organizations are facing 
with the turnover of the labor and the labor shortages that are currently happening. So personnel issues can also be attributed to other increases in standard deficiencies, such as ensuring that the healthcare provided is consistent with the standard of care or continuity of care. And sometimes that patient follow-up, uh, making sure that that patient follow-up is occurring. So, you know, I think the healthcare in general, we're seeing in our results what healthcare in general is seeing with, with that labor shortage. Um, did the survey focus change at all in the last year or two because of the pandemic? Were you looking at, you know, more things relating to, uh, you know, infection prevention uh, or, or, you know, sterilization or, you know, cleanliness, things like that? Well, we didn't change the method of gathering the data. You know, what, what we are always looking for is, is the trending. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're seeing continual challenges for our organizations in, in certain areas. Um, you know, with the, with the labor shortage, that's something that we've, we kind of saw a blip on our radar. So that was, you know, something that we've, that caught our attention this year. Now it, it wasn't a, a huge deficiency. It didn't, you know, our standards, you know, it didn't drop by a whole bunch, but we're seeing a trend that some of these standards are becoming deficient where they weren't before. Uh, what, you know, what can organizations kind of do to kind of deal with that? Obviously, the labor shortage is a, you know, as you mentioned, is sort of a, you know, an industry-wide problem. It's not just in ambulatory facilities. It's it's kind of everywhere. Um, you know, what, you know, what kinds of things uh, can organizations do to kind of counter that or to, you know, to at least, um, you know, retain their, their workforce and attract new people? I think that's the million dollar question, Jay. Um, you know, we, in healthcare, we need to have the people to care for the patients. So, and we know that those challenges are out there. Um, you know, we really, really want to make sure that uh, our organizations, you know, can address these challenges. Um, and then we're, we're here then to help them move forward. Um, with the challenges that they had, specifically in some of these areas that we're seeing continued deficiencies in. Um, what what is how has uh, ambulatory care changed since you sort of got into the field? Because you know it definitely seems like you know there are more and more procedures uh, uh, that are happening you know outside of a, an acute care hospital than there were say 10, 20 years ago. Um, putting more of an emphasis on, on ambulatory facilities. Are you seeing that or are you seeing that kind of evolution? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, as the share, as the care shifts away from the acute care setting, um, more and more uh, can be done in the ambulatory setting. And, you know, we're, we're here to help our organizations make sure that that care can be done safely through the accreditation process. What, um, Percentage. I know there's a lot. There are other organizations. I think Joint Commission does offers ambulatory accreditation as well, and there are some other organizations. But what percentage of uh, ambulatory organizations uh, are accredited? You know, Jay, I don't have that information uh, right off the top of my head. I can, of course, get back to you on that. But um, you know, we. We accredit 6,600 of, of the ambulatory accreditations. I know we're the leader in ambulatory mm -hmm. 
uh, accreditation? I mean, I would think that certainly if you're, you know, a clinic or, or a, you know, an ambulatory facility, you know, you want to have accreditation just to sort of distinguish yourself from, you know, just somebody who opened up in a strip mall, you know, I mean, like, it's definitely like a, a stamp of approval as, you know, accreditation as I guess intended to be. Um, are you seeing sort of, uh, you know, more and more uh, growth in terms of, you know, uh, organizations wanting to get accredited? Um, you know, I think we've consistently seen um, growth over the years. Uh, the last few years with the pandemic, mm. uh, I think, uh, is a blip in the radar and and uh, not sure if we can get, uh, you know, I can tell you, you know, the appropriate data that I, you know, we've increased by this much amount. Um, but we, you know, we do know uh, Triple HC is a Medicare deemed status uh, provider. So for those organizations that want to take uh, Medicare funding, we do offer uh, not only an ambulatory accreditation, uh, but also a Medicare deemed status. So, um, and you know, when you obviously uh, you know, you offer the quality roadmap every year, how can organizations kind of use the roadmap to improve uh, the care they offer? Oh, absolutely. This is really a, a key of the quality roadmap. Is it presents you with actionable data. So you can use the data that you find in the in the roadmap to increase your understanding um, of the standards to improve quality care for your organization. And we encourage organizations to use this tool and we we have some steps that we recommend. So the first thing would be, you know, really compare these findings to your last on-site survey report. Um, and also look look at it against your annual self-assessment and note that the findings uh, that we found this year, um, compare them to the version 41 of the accreditation handbook, either for ambulatory healthcare or Medicare deemed status. Um, so first of all, compare them, see where you fall with the current roadmap results, and then understand the most common deficiencies that are relevant to your setting. So if you're seeing the same things that we're seeing in the roadmap, really you're gonna get the biggest bang for your buck out of some of the 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 tips, the compliance tips that we offer uh, within the roadmap itself. Then annually and in preparation for your next AAAHC survey, uh, review your policies, procedures, and practices and ensure that they reflect best practices and compliance to relevant AAAHC standards. Um, leverage the AAAHC patient safety toolkits that we offer as well as other resources available from the AAAHC and other organizations to make sure that you are, you know, improving and assuring quality care. And then be sure to share and discuss the findings that you have with others within your organization uh, to drive that understanding and effective decision-making on your quality improvement studies or other corrective actions that may be necessary. Uh, and as for the standards themselves, do, are they uh, updated annually? How often do they do they change, I guess, for uh, for, folks who are seeking accreditation? Yeah, there, uh, of course, we're continually reviewing the standards uh, for updates, you know, with uh, national guide against national guidelines. Uh, so they're always being looked at. Um, major, major reviews don't come out on a specific time frame, mm -hmm. uh, but when there is uh, key changes to be made, uh, that's when an update comes out. So we've just released our version 42 standards. Uh, those have, uh, 
it can be downloaded right now uh, in PDF form, and those have been sent out to our accredited facilities. And we're also taking um, taking orders now for when the books are released, the physical books are released, um, which will be done in the next month or so. Excellent. Well, Julie, I want to thank you for joining me today. This has been great. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be here, Jay. Appreciate it. All right. That wraps up episode 74 of PSQH, the podcast. Thanks for listening, and I hope to join me next time. Thanks again to Gojo, the makers of Purell, IAC, Nuance, and Origami Risk for sponsoring the episode. You can find more information about the podcast and listen to on-demand episodes at psqh.com, and you can subscribe to the show wherever you get podcasts. Thanks again, and stay safe.